You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You need to, you need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. In the huddle is back at you guys. Carl Dukes put him up along with my man, Brian Baldinger. And we love the addition week in and week out of Nick Costos. He joins us to talk about betting. And also, he gives us his thoughts on the big games of the week. And Nick, welcome back in. You bet. You you better you bet. Check out his podcast as well, guys. All right. I just want to jump in here because the commanders, and I'm looking at this, Nick, and I'm going four and a half point favorites. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, wait a minute, didn't these two teams just play? And why are the commanders a four and a half point favorite? Uh, Great to be on with you guys. I'm a Giants fan and I can tell you that I think the answer is because the Giants are really bad. But if we want to have like a really technical like point spread answer here. So they played a couple weeks ago in uh, at MedLife. The commanders closed a two and a half point road favorite there. So if you want to flip home field, let's say you give um, each team a point for home field. I think that gets you there to where we're sitting with the four and a half. I also upgrade Washington with the commanders coming off their bye week. The Giants just got absolutely throttled and manhandled by the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see if Chase Young's officially going to play, but it looks like Chase Young's at least on track to play for the commanders. The Giants still have players dropping like flies here. I think the Giants are big time up against it here. And I think that's how we get to this number. And honestly, I think the number still might be a little short where Washington maybe should be a bigger favorite. Now, it'll give anyone pause to lay like five and a half points with Taylor Heineke. And he's played well, but like winning games and winning by margin are two different things here. Still, for me, it's Washington or nothing coming up on Sunday night. Now, I've talked to some smart people over the course of the week this week that think this number will keep going up, and they may want to take a shot with the Giants as an underdog just to keep the game close on Sunday night. For me, I think the Giants are really up against it here. I would only bet the Commanders. I actually think the right point spread in this game should be six on Sunday night. Wow. All right. So I'm looking at the Dolphins going up to Buffalo. Baldy, it's supposed to snow up there. I mean, the weather's supposed to be a factor. And everybody automatically goes to warm weather team versus cold weather team and being in the elements. I'm just going to say, I don't think the Dolphins are playing well right now. And and I'm just going to chalk it up to the Dolphins are not playing well. And then you've got to add to that going up to Buffalo. Nick, what are you thinking about Bill's Dolphins this weekend? Well, you know, I, it's, it's not so much warm weather, cold weather. It's more like strong arm quarterback and maybe the quarterback with not the strongest arm. Um, if the wind is going to be really bad, and yeah, meteorology is really fickle. Who the hell knows what it's going to be like on Saturday night? We can expect inclement weather of some sort on Saturday night in December in Western New York in Orchard Park, I think probably makes some sense, right? So let's just create a scenario where the wind is really bad. And wind is, and Baldy can tell you guys know this, right? Wind is what's really going to screw up an offense. Not snow, yep. not rain. It's going to be You're wind. Right. Remember last year when the Bills played the Patriots in that insane wind game on Monday Night Football? Josh Allen's got a freaking howitzer, man. 
he can sling it through the wind. And like, I like Tua, and Tua's taken a lot of shrapnel over the course of the last couple of weeks here. Like, is he as good as Justin Herbert in my estimation? No, but I mean, is that also like a fair measuring stick? Like, no. Like, Tua's still really good. The problem is, this is my opinion, Boldy, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Like, Miami has this timing-based passing offense. Like, cornerbacks are getting physical with the wide receivers here. It's just, like, another thing that could potentially mess up the timing if the wind is going to be howling here and Tua can't get the ball to Waddle and can't get the ball to Tyreek down the field. Just another reason, one reason why I really like Buffalo in the game. These two teams obviously played back in South Beach in Week 3. The Dolphins won that game. The Dolphins, the Bills destroyed them in that game. Had, like, 250 more total yards in the game. The box score is lopsided towards Buffalo. Miami ends up winning a statistical anomaly game. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins get railroaded on Saturday night. Wind is bad. Wind is not bad. I don't think it makes a difference. The number seven, that's crazy to me. I think it needs to be more than a touchdown. I think the Bills keep it rolling here, and the Dolphins skid continues. We might be talking, guys, in a month from now, Miami potentially missing the playoffs with the way the Dolphins' schedule closes down the stretch here. It's, Give it's me kind the of amazing watching San Francisco and the Chargers like really man up these receivers, you know, Carl, like uh, – like Mike Davis is a big tall corner, number 43 for the Chargers. I mean, he was on Jalen Waddle, couldn't off the he couldn't get off him. Uh, he was on Gasicki. He was on Sherfield. I mean, he 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 defended passes against everybody. They they won that game without Derwin James, who's arguably their best player. And so it was it was actually something to see. Now, San Francisco, okay, that's a different animal. They got a front that can just, you know, just really disrupt you the way they did the two up and he threw the two interceptions. But I mean, I, I think what Tredavious White back in Buffalo now and looking like Tredavious White a couple weeks now, he looks good. Like, that defense looks pretty good right now. And I don't think they're going to have – I just can't see the ball going over their head. I mean, that's number one priority in that whole defense yeah. is the ball is not going over our head. They're playing more man coverage than they have in the past. But, like, those safeties are back there. Like, good luck trying to get it to Tyreek, you know, down the field in this game. Can I yeah. toss one thing out, one other thing? I know Vaughn's out, but I mean, I, Epineza and Rousseau have both been awesome for Buffalo and both are really coming on. Those are guys that I'm watching down the stretch here, the young pass rushers for Buffalo Rousseau's affecting good. the quarterback down the stretch. Yeah, yep. they've got enough depth to survive the Von Miller injury. Yeah, it hurts, certainly, but I, I totally agree. Um, I want to ask you about the Cowboys. It's in the huddle, guys. Nick Costas here with us. And uh, I, I think the Cowboys, this is a dangerous situation, right? I see Trevor Lawrence ascending. He's he's doing things that I like to see a young quarterback do. And I'm looking at the Cowboys, and they're giving four and a half, Nick, here? What's the deal? Um, I think it's a, an extremely interesting game. There are some games, guys, when we talk about things from like a point spread perspective, right, where the point spread of the game is going to be what it is and like only an injury is going to change it and there's not going to be a lot of argument that like this is what the point spread of a game should be. I think this is a game where you could legitimately get away as a handicapper with creating a point spread where like this is the right range where like Dallas should be like a four point favorite, three and a half point favorite maybe in the game. And I also think like you can come up with a point spread here and this is what makes this this particular game very subjective and very interesting where Dallas should maybe be like a six or a six and a half point favorite. So it's like like, are, are you really dinging Dallas for the performance last week against Houston? Or do you, the person that's handicapping this game, still think Dallas is ranked with Philly and Buffalo and Kansas City as one of the best teams in the league? For me, I think it's the latter. I like Dallas in this game, and I think that I am like the contrarian here, and I am going to be in the minority of people 
of betters and just people that pick games and that do content, whether it's betting or otherwise, that I like Dallas in this spot here. And I, I know Trevor Lawrence played great. And I think Trevor Lawrence can play great in this game also. And I'll get to that in a second here. But I can't get it out of my head what Derrick Henry was able to do last week to this Jaguars defense. And like Lawrence gets all the headlines. Also, Derrick Henry ran through them like a hot knife through butter and then put the ball on the turf a couple times here where I, I shudder to think what, what Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are going to do running the football on this Jaguars defense here. So I like the Cowboys in the game. I think Dallas covers the spread. Now, what I would say for people out there, and Carl, if you like the Jaguars in this game, I think that really correlates to the over in the game mm. where I feel confident that Dallas is going to score in the game. Like Dallas is going to score in my estimation on this Jaguars defense. And I think you're right, by the way, about Trevor Lawrence, like the awakening I think has occurred. He kind of like looks to me like a guy who's going to be able to move the ball on any defense right now. doesn't matter who it is because he's playing at that level at this moment right now. So I think if you like Jacksonville there, it's going to be a higher scoring game. And I think we definitely get to 48 points here. So my advice would be correlate the Jaguars with the over for me. I'm just going to lay the points with the Dallas Cowboys. And I I'm willing to say that I might be wrong here. It's just my subjective opinion is that Dallas wins and covers. He I think has it's a dangerous game. You know, they lost Terrence Steele. Last week, nobody wants to talk about Terrence Steele in mm -hmm. Dallas or, you know, outside of Dallas. But he was a solid right tackle. They put Josh Ball in there. Like, he gave up two quarterback hits and pressures. They pull him out. They put 40-year-old Jason Peter in there. Maybe Jason is 41 now. But, like, if that's – that's they, that's a that position has to get shored up. Tyron Smith going to be back, hopefully, though, this weekend, help the offensive line for the Cowboys? Who? Tyron, Tyron Smith, Smith may be back. Well, I mean, if Tyron comes back, they still have to figure out what they're going to do at right tackle. You know, are they going to put the rookie, you know, uh, Smith over there at right tackle? I mean, he hasn't played any right tackle at all. And so that's like, that's a lot to ask if Trayvon Walker's over there or Josh Allen or somebody. I think it's an issue. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, I, let me let me ask you, Carl, like going back to his Cartersville, Georgia days, did you watch him play? I did. Cartersville? I did. I'm assuming you did. Like, he... he the way that he's throwing the football right now, like the offense makes sense. They can, you know, Evan Ingram had a career day last week. You know, they called plays for him. They triple screens. They got him free. He, he had a great game. But the other part is the offensive line has had six games this year where they have not surrendered a sack. Like that group, Cam Robinson and, you know, that group up front, the sheriff at right guard, Hatley, like they have really played well. And, when Trevor Lawrence is protected, he's putting the ball where he wants to put it right now. And I saw Micah Parsons shut out last week by Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. He, close to the quarterback. So, I mean, I hear – and I like Micah. I'm a fan, and I watch all his games. I do all his breakdowns. But, you know, he's talking about Jalen Hurts isn't the MVP. and System. He should really concentrate on, on, on Jacksonville this week. That's what he should be concentrating on. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Trevor threw for 368, three touchdowns against the Titans. He hasn't thrown an interception in five games. Yep. Guys, it's clicking. It's clicking. And to your point about Cartersville, you know, when you see kids in high school, and I, I yeah. do this periodically every year, yeah, yeah. I, I go pick and I talk to coaches and they say, yeah. you got to come see this kid. And when Trevor was in high school, he was this much better than everybody else, right? Yeah. He was just throwing touchdowns, but it was about the touch. It was about the feel. Because mm-hmm. at that level, you know, can he do this at Talent's college? Talent's going to win out. Correct, right? Yeah. And talent's going to win out. And then he goes to Clemson and he does the same thing. And obviously the tools and talent, Baldy, we talk about it all the time, are there. Yeah. The other stuff, though, is coming along for Jacksonville. And that's why, Nick, I think this is a dangerous game. And I do like your overcall. I think that might be the play here for me if I was going to bet this. And I'm thinking about it because I'm with you. Cowboys are going to score. Guys, the Cowboys are averaging 30, 37 points a game right now. They're going to put up points. The over might be the play. Nick, I got to ask you, last but not least, man, before we let you go, Browns. Browns? How are the Browns favored against the Ravens? Um, I would ask a different question. Uh, my question would not be, how are the Browns favored? My question would be, why are the Browns not favored by more? And I, maybe I've been saying this all week on the wait show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. After oh, last yeah. week, uh, d- the Browns were pathetic. What are you talking about? They should be favored by well, more. Well, like they, they lost by 13. I bet the Browns. I came on the show last week. I talked about I like the Browns in the game. I bet six. They lost by 13. They had, to be fair... To be fair, a billion chances like to make that game a lot closer, including a, a million trips like inside banking. Well, that would require the quarterback to play at a high level. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Listen, listen, okay. I am I, I'm not telling you what I've got all the answers. I'm all will always tell you that like I acknowledge that I could be wrong about things and like I, I might be the idiot here. Like I actually I might be the idiot. I make Cleveland, I make my own point spreads in the NFL. And I think more often than not, like my point spreads are pretty good. The number will move towards my number over the course of the week. Um, it's not here. I make the Browns a three and a half point favorite here. Massive difference from two and a half to three and a half. Three being the most key number that games land on the most, right? So that that number for me is if Tyler Huntley plays. So like it looks like Huntley's gonna play, right? On, on Wednesday, went through yeah. a full practice, still hasn't cleared protocol, but the expectation is that Huntley's gonna play. It won't be Anthony Brown, then it'll be Tyler Huntley. Mm-hmm. So I at two and a half, this is a bet for me on Cleveland. And I understand what Baldy's saying that Watson was horrendous against the Texans. There's no question. I didn't think he was as bad last week against the Bengals, but Baldy, obviously he's forgotten more about football than I know. So obviously like Baldy's opinion matters a lot, of course here, but I I thought Watson played better, just like my eye test in the game. I thought he played better than he did against Houston. So the Browns in two weeks with Deshaun Watson are seven of 28 on third down, brutal one of four in the red zone, obviously brutal. Now, maybe that keeps going. It's like when you pass a roulette wheel in Vegas and it lands red nine times in a row, you're like, well, now it has to be black. Does it? Definitely doesn't. So, like, this could keep happening here. Third down woes for the Browns. I I just have to imagine, and maybe it won't happen until next year for Watson, and maybe that's what this is going to be. He's a top five to seven quarterback in the NFL. He's got two games under the belt now, and I thought he played better last week. I think you're going to get a better effort from Deshaun Watson in this game here. I think he's It's not about effort, Nick. It's not about effort. The effort's good. The eyes are terrible. He doesn't. He's dropping his eyes and reading the rush. And if he does that against Calais Campbell and Roquan Smith and this group, like it's it's going to be bad. Like Marcus Peters is going to be out there. Like they're Marlin. They're going to be out there looking to pick. You know, I mean, they're welcoming. Like the the, one of the storylines that kids they're welcoming Deshaun Watson to the AFC North. All right, you got to go through Baltimore. You got to go through Pittsburgh. You're in this division now. All right, like they they kind of 
want to give them a little welcoming party, I think, you know, and so you think they're going to win the Ravens. Yeah. I think the Ravens are going to win the game. I do. I'll say this. I know we're talking about the quarterbacks. I have not seen the Ravens. Now, obviously, you know, Tyler's in there. Lamar's not there, but if you just want to run the ball, that's the best. The Ravens have run the ball in two years. Now, JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards, they looked healthy, really healthy for the first time in two years. We all know the injuries that they both have gone through, but I've watched J.K. Dobbins since he came out of LaGrange, Texas. He looked like that kid that went to Columbus and won the running back job day one. He, he looked like the kid that was, you know, a, a candidate for rookie of the year. Like the way they're running the ball and the way that Cleveland can't defend the run, I, I like I think that's where this game could really swing. And that's why I favor the Ravens. I'm not saying you can't be right and Cleveland can cover or win or whatever. I'm just saying I like – the way the Ravens ran the ball last week, better than I've seen them. Like they had all these running yards when Lamar's running. The running backs ran last week. And if that happens, by the way, heading towards the playoffs, they become very dangerous because now you add the element of Lamar coming back. You're running the ball effectively like that. I think that's a dangerous recipe. I'm with you on the run game. All right, Nick, tell the people where they can check out your podcast. We always appreciate you stopping by. Great info, guys. Take it, soak it up. Put your bets in early if you can get them. Where do, you, where do they find you, Nick? Also, uh, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones both going to have big games as the Browns win by three or more points. I'm, I just wanted to add that, that the Browns are going to win. And the quarterback has to get the ball to Amari, though. You know, Nick. <laughs> he has to get it to him. Listen, I'm, I'm going to get in touch with Deshaun Watson. Eyes up this week. Eyes probably up. Good, probably good for Deshaun in more ways than one. Great to be on with you guys. Uh, you better you bet weekdays 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday mornings 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Search you bet wherever you find your podcast. Wishing you guys and all your great listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Baldy, I'll talk to you later today on You Better You yep. Bet. All, all right, right, man. Take Thanks, care, buddy. Nick. We'll Thank see you. you next time. Great stuff.